Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your host for this version of Raising Your Spirits, Tony Ginnis. The other thing is through meditation. We're going to go through a little bit of a very easy meditation regarding how to find out what's on that list, and I think you'll really like it. It'll be a nice way to sort of get in there. But the whole idea is realizing that a a near-death experience is the last resort why they would save somebody from a horrific accident, no matter what it is. I've seen motorcycle accidents where people have uh, cut somebody off on a motorcycle. The guy goes flying and slides 150 feet on his belt buckle. (laughs) Why don't you just envision that for a second? And he survives, not a scratch. Occurrences like that would tell you something. It means you still have work to do on this planet. Spirit was also telling me earlier that there are millions of cases that you don't even know your life was just spared. And pretty much every human, if you've lasted the first 30 years of your life, (laughs) there were so many ways that could have brought you off this planet so quick. But because they saw something bigger in you, that you had to grow, they orchestrated something so seamless that you don't even know your life was just spared. That's millions of times they said, we do that and and people don't even know. The drunk driver that's about to leave and you're about to leave your house. This is one example they gave me. There's many of them. And he's going to get into his car and they know the route that he's going to take home. And by the time you're leaving, He's going to get off the road and he's going to totally do a head-on collision with you. They're trying to manipulate certain things in your life so that you don't leave at a certain time, but let's say it doesn't work. So they go to the drunk driver and he stumbles down the stairs and he can't find his keys for like three minutes. That's just enough time for you to get by. He gets into his car, has an accident by himself but you would have been there. You would never know these things. But they're not there to say, hey, look at me, this is what I've done for you. It's not about ego. It's about you continuing and you have all this support that you have no awareness of. And that's what spirit wants you to see. They see so much value in you. There's so much support that it's like you've got an entourage ahead of you, behind you, just to make sure you're okay. And yet, when people come to see Suzanne and I for readings, people will say, I feel alone. I feel no one's hearing me. I feel I'm not loved. Nobody cares. This world is cruel. And so what do you say to a person like that? And that's not the time to bring up all these near-death experiences because it's too late. All spirit wants to relay is that you have incredible value. If you've lived the first 30 years of your life, definitely there's been an instance 
as, as children in elementary school or in high school or something. You might even have perhaps almost a near accident that, oh, gee, it could have been bad, but it turned out okay, and, and you've already forgotten about it. But Spirit hasn't. Spirit was right there to make sure. But it's only when you don't listen to those signs and they can't get a hold of the other person. Let's say the the drunk driver is helped by a friend to get into his car. I don't know why they would even do that, but it does happen. They can't change it in such a short time. And so the only last resort is that near-death experience where they save you and your car is totaled. That's sort of a last resort. It's not the first one because many, many things are happening in the background and behind the scenes that is there to protect you. And with all this, there are times that no one is getting the message and the situation at the last second cannot be altered and the person dies. The near-death option is not always successful. Or it also could be that it was time for that person to return home, as there is a bigger plan in place. We never know Spirit's plan, so please appreciate your blessings if you are alive. We never know when it is time for us to return home, and this means that there is no time to be sad for an extensive period of time, or angry, or feeling that no one loves you. It starts with you and everything you do to raise your vibration, raise your spirits, grows your soul in some way. And that is what all of us are here to do. That's how valuable you are, guys. You're very, very needed on this earth to move through whatever you're moving through. And if you do things for yourself, do things while you're here, because then people will see what you're doing and you will demonstrate what it's like to be a connected person. You don't have to judge. Why judge? You're working on your own stuff anyway. But when people are just looking at other people, like your neighbors, and people are always judging, they're connected to other people. All Spirit's saying, it's for them, it's a very lonely life because that's all they can do. They don't think there's anything else. I saw a video yesterday where a lady was totally skeptical about any spirit and they thought when they died in this life, that's it, nothing happens. Their dad didn't believe in anything and that's fine. Atheism is part of it all and it's all about situations and belief. Spirit set it up in such a way so she would have an out-of-body experience and go through a certain thing, and then the voice would say, you need to go back. And these are, are top-level people where a doctor has you know, 14 years of experience, and there's many certificates and degrees after this person, and this person is sick, and this person dies. When they come back, they're so articulate in how they would write a book about that experience. And that's what spirits wants them to do. Write a book about it. Because if we did that to somebody who really can't write, it doesn't really get the message out there. So sometimes they'll select a person that is totally in non-belief to show them that, hey, yeah, there's other things going on behind here. and We just want to take a glimpse of it. But hey, you're not staying. This is just a party 
but you're just sort of moving through and we'll send you back. And then when this person talks about their events and other doctors, colleagues, they said, oh, that doesn't work. It must have been a hallucination from the drugs or whatever other list of things that a doctor would would say that doesn't believe. But the near-death experiences is really where we want to focus on, and that is that they will go to that extent to try to save you. Now, those of you who, let's say, are skidding on a bridge and you're about ready to go over the bridge, if you yell out, Archangel Michael, help me, amazing things have happened. This is at the last ditch effort when they can't do anything. Because that's what I had yelled out just before I, I went over. And I thanked him for hitting the shoulder where it was lots of rocks, supposedly. And when there was nothing like that, it was still glare ice over it. I said, oh, wow, this is a bigger deal than I thought. And so my sense of gratitude was very high that day. Gratitude is the other thing. Where are your thoughts regarding gratitude? You must be grateful for your kids. You must be grateful for the house you're living in, the way that you've conducted yourself over the years to live the way you live. Because there are so many people that don't have so many things that that we enjoy every day. And that's just the physical part of it. What about the gratitude that, that we're still here? And that's what really what spirit wants to focus on today, that you're still here on this earth and however way you got here, to be grateful for that and to say, okay, I am grateful. And in that gratitude will come the vision of what you need to do to start getting those things on the list that we so need for you to learn. But know this, At one point, you will be a teacher. You'll be a student. You'll be a person that has a lot to say. You'll be a person that has very little to say. You'll be someone who is hurt. You'll be someone who will be comforting. And you'll have all those things wrapped into one. What an incredible energy. So you can give love, receive love, feel hurt, be able to comfort people. And you have that. It's not just bottled up all inside of you. And it's all about the sharing. And Spirit wants to really stress that, yes, it is about you. But in a sense, it's not always about you. It's about giving. It's about something that you would do for others, despite all of the challenges you're going through. When I read an article on this one person that was born with no arms and no legs, And it's the interview. And at that point, he was about, I think, 25 or 26 years old. Uh, I forget the the man's name, but it was uh, a number of years ago. In 2006, I, I saw the article. And all he could talk about was all the things he wanted to show people and tell people that he's able to do things with no arms and no legs that other people have a hard time just doing anything about. He becomes an inspiration. And he says, I really like that. I really like when. People don't look at the fact that what I don't have and focus on the fact that I'm doing these speeches and talks in high school and wherever people will listen on if you want to get something done, all you have to do because mind is 
100%. Your thoughts are still there. There are still parts of his body he could still maneuver and he's learned to wiggle and do do things that is just amazing. But he found a way because that's what he could say that he can do. And, and others can look at those and be grateful for just having arms and legs. Again, it's a, it's a gratitude thing. So in this physical form that we're in, I want you to uh, just be grateful for being here. So in this meditation, we're going to do the color breathing. It still touches on the intuition, the third eye, and it's between the third eye and the, uh, the crown area. But we're going to focus it on that energy. So it'll be the same as last week where we're going to be breathing in the color blue, like this sky blue, and then breathing out purple. And together, those make an indigo color, which is a third eye color. And what I want you to do is I want you to envision when you go into this pattern of when you start relaxing yourself and getting yourself positioned to start to receive messages. Now, whether you see yourself on a beach or see yourself somewhere, or maybe just in your home, you can just visualize that you're at your desk or in front of your couch or whatever it is. I want you to see a blank piece of paper in front of you, either on a desk or you could have it in your hand, or whichever way in this vision you see it, or a scroll. They also envision that because sometimes people like to open it up and unroll it. It's like a nice scroll. And, and it's blank when you first see it. Spirit says there's your list is in there, and it's just that you may not be able to see it. So if you see this blank page, just say, okay, I see the blank page, and start there. And then just start breathing in the color blue. And when you breathe out purple, I want you to breathe it on this piece of paper. It's almost like, you know, those of you who have been through that invisible ink where you can write something and and you don't see anything, but if you add water to it or something, you you can see what you wrote. It's a little bit like that. Where I want you to breathe on this piece of paper from this I want you to at least be able to detect or see at least one thing that you need to work on. Or I don't like to use the color. It's not really work. It's like if I told you to sit on a beach with a suntan, absorb the sun, is that really work? So it's, it's almost like you're bathing in this energy. So let's put it, bring it that way. I want you to bathe in this energy and just say, Show me what I need to do because for me to work on this down here, I need concrete things. And as I said, if you're still not sure after all that, start to look back at all the things that you've repeated that you keep doing again and again. Not you, but the situation keeps repeating itself. And then if you do have something like that, it says, is this it? Yes or no? Is it because I'm relying too much on other people and I'm not working on myself? Is that it? Yes or no? So some people will see a green light or a red light or you see a yes or a no. Sometimes that's a great way to start the energy to flow. And you say, okay, so tell me what that is exactly. And then just focus on it. Just keep breathing in blue. When you breathe out purple, breathe it on this piece of paper or this scroll. And then you'll start to see more and more. Just take your time. If you don't see it right away, 
It's okay. Just keep breathing on this. And from there, your energies will take it wherever it needs to go. You don't need my instruction at that point. Is that pretty clear? Okay. I want you to get comfortable. For those of you that are new, this is the end of part two in near-death experiences. Now go over to part three in the meditation. Thank you for listening to Raising Your Spirits. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future podcast or would like to book a session with Tony, reach out to his Facebook group at Genis Shields Natural Healing Center or group tuning classes with Tony on his online virtual weekly classes. The YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, all one word and the number 17. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste. Hey.